Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Circle Debate Podcast, top five picks of the weeks here on Circle Debate, week 55. So host Stevie's one, Ivan C. And of course, he's he's back. He wasn't back on last week's uh, episode this past Friday, but because he was he was out there directing. What was I doing? You were I directing. did top five last week, didn't I? No, I'm talking about the uh, uh, 50, episode 55. Friday, oh, I didn't do the day. review for yesterday, but I've done like yeah. 99% of these episodes, so it's not yeah. like I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, because they were asking, where is the one and only? I'm like, oh, well, he's out there directing. Oh, well, we yeah. had to get uh, – would you have Alex on as a guest? So uh, we had to work I, his time slot? I had David. David. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 Right. I'm sure that went very well. Oh, yeah, it was. It was uh, – It was uh, de- <clears throat> yeah, it was very debatable. That's for sure. Very debatable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what we do here. That's what we, exactly. That's what it's we not do. the circle of agreement for a reason, ladies and gentlemen. No, it wasn't. It was uh, AEW versus WWE. That's a fact. <laughs> That's what it was. Hey, and it, WWE needs that one fan to keep it alive. That's right. Absolutely right. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The one and only, the director, the one who directs traffic, directs people. Make sure that you look all right. I hate right. traffic. Fuck traffic. <laughs> I, wish I, could, I wish I could direct traffic. Oh, really? <laughs> Oh, come on. <laughs> I don't think you want to do that. That would be horrible. be horrible. But, yes, ladies and gentlemen, today's top five is WCW champions. WCW champions, ladies and gentlemen. So we, you know, it's only the director and myself, fortunately, Money Mike and MGC. I guess Don Callis is, you know, writing. He's going to have some free time on his hands. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Too soon? Has that announcement been made yet? No, it hasn't been made yet either. You heard it here first then. Uh, yeah, looks like not, it, it looks like Impact's going to be putting up a job offer sometime soon. Yes. <laughs> They're yeah. hiring. They're hiring now to be, a, I think, a VP or I don't know, whatever the hell he was. Yeah, uh, he was VP. He was VP now, yeah. So no longer Don Callis, but he's still a, he's still a character. He'll still be around, but most likely he'll be with AEW full-time now. So we'll find out on next week on episode 56. We'll find out. We'll get more details for you, ladies and gentlemen. But yes, so we decided to go ahead with you. We go with our best or worst, but it all depends. It's everyone's list of best WCW champions. We could go back to the era when it was uh, World Class Championship Wrestling. We could go back to that era when it was combined with NWA at the time to where it ended in 2000 uh, before it was yeah, brought off. Um- I know the WCW belt just got renamed, but the belt itself stayed the same when it got transitioned over to Raw. Mm-hmm. That's the cutoff point. Everything before that. Yes, exactly. So this, yeah, this is, yeah. has nothing to do with WWE's WCW. I no. do love that belt, though. The, the Visually, that belt looks so good. It's yes. huge. It's huge. I love it. I think it's yeah. my favorite belt. Yeah, of all it's time. a nice big belt for sure. It's iconic. You see it, you know, it just you see it immediately, and you're just like, oh, that's the WCW belt. Yeah, it, it's it's so prestigious. I just always I debate of why the fuck they don't use that belt instead of the universal a blue fucking strip. I belt. fucking hate that, dude. I really hated the color belt. It's like just I don't like the branded color. Like the universal champion one is it's Red. blue now. Yeah, it's blue now. Blue? It's, yeah, because on SmackDown, that's why. But it was black. That was the best of the worst of the colored belts. Was the black one <clears throat> that that Roman Reigns had for the longest time? Oh, that was the no. That, that was WWE Championship time. Yeah, that that one. That's the one that that was. Even that belt looked like a toy, and I didn't like it. But it still <laughs> looked better than the red and blue bullshit. Yeah. Well, what can you do? What can you do? Okay, do. But I mean. 
I think the only one who sported the color, like when it comes to championship belts, I actually like the Warrior because the way how he sport sported out the belts, like especially the different colors, the yellow. I think he had a yellow one, right? I, I don't know if he ever had a belt. The Warrior had the belt. Yeah, when he had an intercontinental. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> right. That's, that's a nice like, belt, like you know. Yeah. yeah. It, it's nice. I like. We gotta add uh, best looking belts to the list. Put that on the wheel. I think we should. I don't think. I, I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I wonder if we did that. I got to double check. It's been a long... I, I, I haven't been a part of it. We can okay, check it today. We, been in. Yeah, definitely. But yes. So let me go ahead and I'll start off. I'm going to say director for last. Yeah. I got to say best for, last, best for last. So director is always it, the best. It's going to be the same me. list unless... Uh, if we're off, I'll be pretty surprised. You'll find out. Yeah, so right. my... So it's best for me. Uh, right. I could mention... Uh, worse, but there's no need to do that. You want to go ahead and solidify WCW, the world title, as the one of the prestigious at the time when it was on its own before it was bought off from WWE. So WCW, so the number five for me is it's time. It's Vader, Vader, time, time, time. Nice. Vader. Vader was a, a great WCW champion. Uh, people... Forget that, you know, he was like the meanest, toughest guy during the 80s era and like 90s era too with his rivalry. Yeah, his Leon Leon White was 24-7 in that character. Yeah. You saw what he did in in India. Was it India? He was doing the uh, interview with Undertaker and the guy asked, was it, if I'm wrong, I think I'm, I think I'm right. Oh yeah. The guy asked Undertaker like, so why do you do this if it's fake? And Vader like put the actual dude in an actual chokehold. And Taker just had to sit there in character and like not help, even though he wanted to help because he knew he couldn't stop the, Uh. you know, (laughs) (laughs) iconic. I love, I love Vader, man. Vader was. Yeah. You you don't want to piss off Leon White. Don't want to piss off Vader. That's the one thing you do not want to. But yes, Vader was a great champion. Even you know he lost his rivalry with Sting. Um, that was like the, one of the most iconic ones that has always been remembered with Sting, and him actually losing the championship belt to Ron Simmons, becoming the first African American World Champion. That stated mm-hmm. uh, in WCW. So definitely, Vader is a very well known World Champion in WCW. My number four, because he was a five-time, five-time, five-time WCW champion. Of course, that's Booker T. I was glad that he got his run before, you know, it ended with WCW. Of course, his rivalry with Jeff Jarrett, uh, his rivalry with Vince Russo, everything. I love it all that Booker, when he brought, you know, when Harlem Heat went their separate ways, when Booker became on his own singles competition, he developed a lot of, uh, you know, his developed this character more, got the fans more intrigued, and the fans were right behind him. And especially, you know, his rival, with, with, and then the last one was Scott Steiner, too, where he wanted the last one. When he defeated Steiner for the fifth time, wouldn't becoming a WCW champion for the fifth time. So definitely Booker T deserves to be on this list because he was a great WCW champion for being a five-time, most definitely. My number three... And I know people are gonna might give me shit for this. <laughs> and I yeah, they're gonna give me shit for this. And that is chorus. Woo! Rick Flair. Like, why Rick Flair number three? And I'm gonna I'm gonna get to my number one and I'm gonna explain why. But well, yeah, yes. you got a number two also, which is yeah, I know. Once I get my number three, <laughs> I feel yeah, go for it. Yeah, number three, Rick Flair, because you know, Rick Flair, of course, he was the the pinnacle for WCW. But a reminder, there's somebody else too, which I'm not gonna mention yet. But yes. You know, this individual 
was, you know, the heart and soul of, you could say, but there were certain this, there were certain distrusts and there were certain things that were done by Ric Flair that the company was not happy for. And when I remember that time, I think it was a 92 or 91, 92 around there when he left, went to WWF, took the actual belt. He took the belt with him. Yes, he took the belt with him, making them to recreate a new, uh, create a new one. And so that's why Ric Flair, to me, falls in that number three, because what he did to WCW, that's a no-no right there. I don't, I don't think any promotion would love that. He's taking the belt. Uh, so that's why Vince was so afraid of Bret Hart doing that, because he'd seen it before. Yeah. Alundra Blaze, a.k.a. Medusa, had done it. Yep. So not to get too deep into the Montreal Screwjob, there was a precedence of fear. Like, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean you're wrong. And quick side note, I think Brett was actually going to take that belt or to, to Nitro. I think he so was. I think, I think, I think he absolutely <laughs> was going to do it. And because it had happened twice before in either direction, especially the Medusa thing in the trash hand, fucking glorious. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Definitely. I mean... I think Bischoff would have paid extra super a bonus money to Brett, like paying more than what he has in his contract. Like, here, man, I'll give oh, you like some- a bounty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. Oh my God, that would have been something, right? Well, what, 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 I wonder what would have happened, and that would have happened if Brett got his wishes, loses the belt. I mean, takes a takes a belt and then goes to WCW. <laughs> Fuck, so much shit like, would have happened. Not to get entirely sidetracked, but I'm kind of, I mean, it sucks. I, I wasn't there, obviously, professional side fan. What happened after the Montreal Screwjob is what changed the face of professional wrestling forever. Yeah. It destroyed kayfabe. The, yes. the, the curtain call definitely opened the door to destroying kayfabe, but Montreal Screwjob started the Attitude Era. It created the Vince character that led to the downfall of Nitro. So by Vince doing that, he secured his win. I think by preventing that from happening. Mm. So, uh, in the grand scheme of the business, it might have been the right choice, but it was such a scummy asshole thing to do. But again, Ric Flair doing it first. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, yes, indeed. But you know, you got to give it to Flair being a sort seven, sixteen, seventeen time right world champion. Twenty eight time. Twenty. <laughs> there were belts that he had won that he never even you know claimed. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't, they don't go to a promotion, win the belt, get the heat, make the promotion famous, and move on. Yes, yeah, you're one, yeah. I wonder, you know what? I had to go back and see what, what, uh, which belts are they recognizing him as a 17 time besides WCW, NWA, and WWF. He only won WWF once. He never won it. Right. Twice. And they're not counting like tag belts, IC belts, US belts. Yeah. They're just talking about the, the peak. Right. The pinnacle. The pinnacle. The pinnacle. The pinnacle. <laughs> My number two, because. Our reason why I chose this individual number two because he is the longest reigning of all time. If you combine his days of, of being the champion, he was the most hated heel when he turned heel. And that is, of course, the man who was an NWO. And that is Hollywood Hulk Hogan. When he, you know, he was the longest reigning as a heel, more longer, a face, almost there. Uh, but, you know, Hogan at that time was hot. He was still. He was still there, uh, even though he left, you know, WWF. But Hogan has the longest reigning days of world as WCW world champion. We combine them. So, I mean, plus Hogan, being Hogan, booked himself to win most of the time due to his buddy Kevin Nash. <laughs> of course. Hey, brother. He's I mean, having that, that ice ironclad, I think it was called the ironclad contract, too. Mm-hmm. There you go. 
I mean, the only one he put what he put over. I mean, he was. I mean, Goldberg. I mean, that was it on my nitro that I could see that it was perfectly good. But other than that, I mean, Hogan. I know people. Hogan is the number two, but yeah, I mean, I'm going analytically and going based on, you know, wins and reigns of days of being world champion. Hulk Hogan is one of those top ones, and I don't think nobody can beat his days as world champion. So, right. you don't believe me? Look it up. Look it up yourself. My numero uno. This is, I can't even, I don't even, I, bro, after you put Flair three, Hogan at two, I, I only have one guess. Um, but it would be a stretch, but go for it. Stang! I would have been right! I would have been right. Holy Stang. shit. <laughs> I would have been right. Why, why Sting? Wow. <laughs> I'll tell you why now, Sting. Because Sting was the real true heart and soul of WCW. He never left to any other territory. Man, him being the surfer Sting was one of the hottest pop, hottest faces of all time for WCW. His rivalry with Sting, his rivalry with Flair, and then his, you know, then becoming the, you know, the Crow Sting that we know, rivalry with the NWO, joining the NWO, and his, you know, it's just his rivalries that he had, his matches that he had in WCW were one of the best ones as a champion as well, or even fighting for the championship, winning it. But Sting overall was the heart and soul, the the actual pinnacle of WCW because he never went anywhere else. He stayed there for the company. He he had the opportunity. Very, very true. Very true. Opportunity to go to WWF. Vince even called him. Hey, pal, I'll offer you this much money. No. So it looks like Sting decided to stay. Sting did not go for the money. He stayed. He was a loyal, loyal, loyal worker. And, and he was loyal to the company. And that's why Sting should be the number one for WCW of all time. Look what he did for TNA. T the same way he was in, in, in TNA. He never left. He stood there for years helping that, that company building up as well. So he's also could be like, if we ever do a TNA world champion, Sting is, a, I'm going to say it right now, Sting is my number one. No, as you know, it's going to be tough because between him and AJ, yeah, it's going to be tough. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, but Sting, of course, you have to give it a Sting on this one. And because he was a loyal the loyalest person of all in, in the in that company. Nobody else was loyal, disloyal to the company and gone for the money. He was not for the money. He was about building this company. And that's what I loved about Sting. That he, you know, he did that for WCW. So my two honor mentions. I'll mention, of course, uh kind of I can't fucking say he so the soul fly, fly, D D P. Bang. Bang. Bang! I love DDP because he was a great w, WCW champion. I'm glad, even though he got it late for his age, but age is only a number. But this guy worked himself to the top, had also great matches, you know, along with Sting, along with Goldberg, along with Brett, along with Hogan, along with Jarrett. So great rivalry. And I was happy that, you know, DDP at least got, you know, at least a championship, what, I would say twice, three times, I believe, so he did. I'm trying to double check on that because I always forget. Yeah, three times. He was three-time world champion. So I'm ha always happy for him. Um, and at least he solidified his career there. And he's well, he's a Hall of Famer known because of that, because of his attributes. And, of course, the other one, people may not like it or not, but at least he was the last man who was the top heel at the time before WCW era ended, and that's, of course, the chosen one, 
Mr. Slapnuts to you. That Slapnuts to you. That's Jeff Jarrett. Because Jeff Jarrett was the hottest heel, the biggest controversy of all. That's right. Yes, Jeff Jarrett was another great WCW champion. After the Hogan era, after all that was over, when Bruce took over, wanted to put over the upcoming stars that were back in line because of Hogan, because of the flares, and because of the stings. And they, you know, they moved Booker, Jared, Steiner. There's so many up there that they put. And so I was good seeing Jared on that pinnacle top and being the heel that he was. I loved it. I enjoyed it. His rivalry with, with Hogan, Booker. With DDP, man, he he did a lot, and then of, of course people did not like that little t uh, with that David Arquette, the one that Chris talked about a while back. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've I've listened extensively to David Arquette recently talking about that, and I would have done the same thing. Mm -hmm. It was them throwing a bunch of money and TV time and movie time at him, and him going like, "Okay, exactly. you know." <laughs> uh, he has since paid his dues to the community. I promise you that. Oh yeah, he. Did. I, I promise you that he's taken professional wrestling and very serious for the past like twenty years. If you don't believe me, go watch. You can't kill David Arquette. That's right. The and documentary covering his transition from film to you know squared circle. And this is and that's what we say right here. David, come on to the show. We would like to have you on. Oh, that would be fucking awesome. That would be, be awesome, David. Wild. We would love to have. You I on would the love show. that. That would be, that would be, I mean, I was a David Arquette fan as an actor before, I mean, Ready to Rumble. I'm not a fan of that movie at all, yeah. but I was a fan of his. Regardless, you obviously don't turn down paychecks. So yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So that is my list because, you know, Custone Cole said so, acclaimed sports. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The director, the floor is yours. Yeah, man. My list is, uh, very similar to yours. Um, I don't think I have anyone on the list that's not on. Well, I got one that's on the list that's not on your list. Mm. Oh, shit. But every, everything else is pretty much identical and a lot for the same reasons. My number five, uh, like you said, age isn't a number. Uh, he was a homegrown talent who no one had heard of before. I mean, no one had really heard of. Obviously, he was like a manager for Undertaker, I think. He had a different gimmick. Um, but the self high five DDP power plant, homegrown. Uh, came, I mean, he started as that character older than, you know, about my age now, which is crazy. Um, and throughout that incarnation of DDP was a face the whole time. Um, he was the people's champion of WCW. And yes. when he finally got that heavyweight title, I was like, oh, shit, they're doing something different. They're not giving it to the good old boys. And I thought that was kind of cool. And he got a cheer and a pop, diamond cutter, innovation, everything I was, I was a fan. I was thoroughly entertained by DDP. Uh, I wasn't out there buying his T-shirts or anything like that, but I definitely would cheer for him. Yeah. Um, number four, I don't know why he wasn't on your list, man. Uh, I guess because Vader also made a lot of sense, but this guy made a lot of sense to me. And uh, when he won that belt, uh, you really had a hard time seeing who he was going to lose it to because who's next? Oh, Goldberg, yeah. And Goldberg was a great champion. He was the epitome of a champion. He was born and bred to be a professional wrestling champion. And he had that belt for a while. Um, he even had a bullshit match against DDP that they cut the ending off and disguised it as a, a botch. But I think they did that just to get you to tune into Raw Nitro the next day. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
fun champion. I mean, you know, obviously qual- quantity over quality with him uh, as far as wrestling matches go, but he was everything professional wrestling was. Well, yeah, so, I, I can agree with that because he obviously was the hottest. You know, he was, he was fast. He was powerful. I mean, the first to do the spear, and we've seen how many people have jacked that finisher. Mm. Um, Jackhammer was really cool. He had knee bars, ankle picks. Um, I think I saw him do a standing moonsault once. I could be wrong. I, yeah, you know what? I think he did. Yeah, he was. You're absolutely right. He, very he, fluid for a six six two seventy or two ninety, maybe three hundred pounds. If you're not and, really weight. and he was doing the kind of submission moves. Like, oh, yeah, like, what? He, he was. He was doing kind of the MMA gimmick with a bit of football thrown in. Yeah, <laughs> uh, before Brock, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely before Brock. Um, number four. I, I had my list pulled up, but I accidentally closed it. Yeah, yeah. Four was Goldberg, so number three. Four was Goldberg. Three, okay. Three, I think, actually was Sting. Three, yeah, that makes sense to me. That's the way my two and one worked. Because again, like DDP, Sting was homegrown talent um, who has never been a heel in his entire life. Still waiting for it, Darby. Watch your back. Still waiting. For it. <laughs> um, but yeah, from the Surfer, from the Blade Runners. Which, I mean, I was never really a fan because I thought it was, like, super corny in the same way the Ultimate Warrior was. I mean, I just kind of looked at him like the DC ripoff of Ultimate Warrior and Ric Flair because the woo and shit <laughs> like that. But, I mean, not that I, I – it doesn't mean I don't respect him and I'm not entertained by him. Uh, I just was never like, that's my guy. But I definitely understand his body of work is absolutely worthy of being on this list. And a great champion. He had it multiple times and was everybody's hero. Nobody doesn't like Sting. Number two, mm-hmm. if this man ever held a belt and you make a list about people that have held that belt, he is on that list. He was the first WCW champion, the first multiple title-holding WCW champion, and took it to the main roster, and that is woo, woo. You can't say anything about Ric Flair that hasn't been said before, man. Uh, who knows how many title reigns he's really had. That 16 is probably more like 60. He probably has a belt for every year of his age, which is more like 90. Um, but, yeah, if he's held the belt in your organization, he's in your top five. I don't care what the belt is. If it's IC belt, if it's NWA, WCW tag belt, maybe not tag belt, but, you know, singles titles for sure. He'll be on that list. Uh, guy could dress. Guy could speak. Guy was always ramped up to 12. I don't understand how he had that much energy 24-7, man. The guy lived that lifestyle. That wasn't a gimmick. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, and my number one is the reason the ratings war was won for however many weeks. 83 weeks. 83 weeks. And let me tell you something, brother. That's, right. That's because I was running shit backstage. I was running shit on front of stage. I had 75-inch pythons, and I was letting my boys run the asylum, and that is Hollywood Hulk Hogan, brother. The greatest <laughs> heel turn in the history of professional wrestling ever. Yes. Hogan was the epitome of heel. I can't believe that he ever did it. I grew. I was a little Hulkamaniac growing up in the 80s. I drank my prayers and sang my vitamins and ate my sleep and whatever else he told us to do. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <So laughs> reversible. <laughs> and uh, uh. it had been a while since we – I mean, he basically turned into people – I'm saying this right now. No one's, I think, said this before, but – Hogan basically turned into superstar Billy Graham and Jesse Ventura. That's all he did. Ooh, I love that that's, combo. That's, that's all a the Hogan great combo. Was. 
Great look at go back and look at superstar Billy Graham. He had the horseshoe mustache that was dyed with the five o'clock shadow with the bandana and the fucking wild glasses like Jesse Ventura. The boa. Who was doing the boa first? Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura. Yes. All you do is take Hogan and turn him into Jesse Ventura, set the chroma palette to black, and you've got a completely new character uh, who dominated the ratings war for a year and a half. And he had the spray painted belt. He would come out to Hendrix. Super awesome. Hell yeah. was the best song you could ever come out to as a heel. I love that song. They even had their own version um, of the NW theme song that sounded like Hendrix but wasn't. It was still awesome. Yeah, man. Just uh, a child, baby. The epitome of uh, awesome. I didn't mean awesome champion. Wherever he went, iconic. Iconic. And, yeah, straight up, just great. The greatest. I mean, you'd say he wasn't the best worker in the ring, but that's why nobody likes Hogan for that. No one ever is going to put Hogan on the best workers list. They're going to no, put him, I, I put him say, polarizing, which means somebody that is so iconic that you either love him extremely or hate him extremely, and he is the best of both. Yes, he is. And the most effective use of that belt was Hulk Hogan, for sure. Definitely. Um, I don't really have um, honorable mentions. I mean, obviously, um, Vader was fantastic. Vader, I think, if Shawn Michaels didn't exist, might have had a bigger career on the main roster. Um, and, uh, man. You can see, look, you, you still had Savage. The big Show was pretty crazy. It was weird they gave it to Big Show, I think, while he was that was a, That was when he beat Hogan when he was a face, right? That's when he yeah, first won it. That was yeah. When he was with the Dungeon and Doom, right? I think that's what it was, right? When he was right, with, with Solomon, uh, uh, Vander, Solomon. Vanderberg. Yeah, but when he was with the group of Kevin Solomon, it was a Kevin, Kevin Sullivan. Sullivan. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I get Vanderberg and Kevin Sullivan sometimes <laughs> mixed up because they both kind of run like the gothic oddities yeah. thing. They're very similar characters: the Taskmaster and yeah. the Sinister Minister. God, I was able to pull that out. Yeah. A plus to Chris Kennedy for remembering. The Sinister Minister. Fucking yes. Love that guy, love that guy dude. We're, yeah, we got to um, get ready for our trivia next month. Yes, we got to be ready oh, for I that. Oh, I got right. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. I can't believe I'm, the questions I got right last time. There's a reason for that. <laughs> talking about hot lines and professional wrestling. I'm your man. That's man, right. Man. That is right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, you, can still, you have Luger. You had Savage. Yeah, Luger was like the second world champion. He beat Flair, I think, or they maybe I don't have the... I have oh, Luger. he beat Wyndham because that was because... Well, that's when Flair left. He's vacated, and then Luger yeah. had it. Sting, then Vader, then Farouk, you know, Ron Simmons, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then um, you, Kevin Nash. Can you say Kevin Nash? I didn't say Kevin Nash, but I don't think he would be on my list. <laughs> I'm just Sorry, being Kevin. honest. I wasn't entertained. I think when he won it, they were throwing soda cans at him. Not even yeah. not even the plastic cups, but the actual, like, bottles. Like, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Benoit had it. Like, Savage had it. But those were my five that I think were like when I see the belt, I see all five of those men holding it. It's something like that's my Mount Rushmore for mm. sure. All right. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. If you if you disagree with our list, comment right below the description. Comment below. Let us know who are your greatest uh top five WCW champions. If you have worse ones, comment below too. We would like to hear them. <laughs> we are like, <laughs> top five worst champions. Yeah. Oh yeah. We well that's well, that's on the wheel, so we can pick that overall in any yeah. any, any 
promotion. Let's have to be one. So now let's go to the wheel. We'll see what is next for uh, week 56. So let's go to the wheel of picks, shall we? All right, here we go. Spin that wheel. There's one of those on there that I think I'm the only person that's going to be able to answer. Oh, what's that M stand for? Moments. There we go. I was hoping that was what it said. Easy. Easy. All right. Let's do it. All right. Worst backstage moments for week 56. That's going to be interesting. Now, let me remove we that. We should bring a guest on for that one. We should bring oh. George on. Can we get George for that one? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll ask George. Nobody can talk shit better than the King of the North. And not only that, can you explain to our viewers and subscribers and audio platform listeners the meaning of worst backstage moments? Can you uh, so backstage moments that were either unintentionally horrible or didn't age well. Um, things that... Uh, just were super cringe. Um, that's how I'm perceiving it. Is that accurate? That's I, accurate. Yeah. That is actually accurate. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, you know, promo segments, vignettes. I mean, not vignettes. I mean, promos pretty much. Yeah, vignettes. Anything, anything basically not done in the ring counts as backstage. Yeah, that right? was horrible. That it was just not intriguing. That it was like, yeah, oh, like, like they, they tried it. It didn't work. Um, there are ones that are intentionally bad that ended up being good, that are good. You know, like a lot of the R Truth hardcore segments are bad on purpose that are awesome those don't count we're talking things that were not supposed to fail and failed oh yeah there you go <laughs> there you go and there you have it ladies and gentlemen so that is your top five from next week and hopefully yeah we'll pop george if you're watching this come on down to the prices right on this one so bad oh I'm yeah really uh definitely i'm well, definitely gonna have him on the next one i'll message him right now there you go. I message him right now. <laughs> see if we can have him. Um, let's see. Maybe. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll message. But there you go, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. So I hope you guys are enjoying your Sunday. And also don't forget that next uh, episode 56 will be the Go Home Way. Which is the episode we're going to go ahead and re um, give our predictions for AEW Double or Nothing coming up uh, this Next Sunday coming up. Uh, is it Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. See, I always freaking mix my damn days. Double or nothing oh, on Saturday, right? Yeah. Double or nothing's great and all that. But tomorrow, uh, I don't know what time in Jersey it's going to happen, but we got. Uh, is this going to be out in time to talk about Sunday? Catalyst? This is a Sunday. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yesterday was Catalyst. It was a great event. Uh, Brandon Ascari delivered another great indie card. Uh, if you want to find out the results of the main event, <laughs> this is the Friday before we're airing this to Sunday after. So make sure that you. Still go to Fight TV and watch it because I think it's up permanently once it airs. Yes. If not, it's up for at least a month. Yes. And we will um, be re recapping that as well. On yeah. So congratulations to Brandon for the event that happened yesterday that will be happening tomorrow that we haven't watched yet, but you're going to watch now. <laughs> <laughs> a little doctor, a little doctor who thing. <laughs> go back in time. That is a doctor who right there. <laughs> so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Also, uh, yes, we'll be recapping once again the Double Nothing GSW Catalyst for this past week NXT that's coming up. And if it's pro wrestling news as well, we're, we're all waiting for the news. Who's going to be the new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion? We don't know yet. We do not know what's the announcement yet. So that's, that's um, uh, and New Japan because Will, no, Os I know, but, um, Will Osprey's injured, right? A shoulder yeah. injury? Yeah. 
fucking yeah. tragic, dude. It's tragic, man. I, the, I dude, the dude just hit peak. Yes. Let's talk. Let's talk for two minutes. Go for it. Osprey just hit peak performance. He spent so much time being the best in the world in the ring. And he's like, listen, I need to get the promo skills going. I don't have those. I know that I don't have those. Those are what I need. He spends work. He goes to work getting them mic skills up, brings them up to top, top of the level. Now he's running shit in Japan right when he's about to pop, right when the doors are open. Shoulder injury. Could be neck injury. Months. Neck injury, even worse. Yeah. Could be, so could be forever. Could be. We, year, yeah. We don't know. As of right now, we don't know the, the timetable, how long he's going to be out. Yeah, it sucks, man, because he was already up there. He created his own faction. He left Chaos, left Okada's squad, created his own, called the Empire, you know, was Jeff Cobb. Um, I can't believe I forgot the other two guys' names. Uh, Great Okan, and I forgot the other guy's name. He's a, he's a young lion that, that turned into, turned into um, a professional. So it just sucks. And it was a new generation that was coming up. And with him leading the way and him being a great champion, ah, man, I hope that it's minor and i wish him for the best speedy recovery i hope he comes back and gets that rematch gets you know regain that belt and then have him continue running it because he needs that fucking belt that's for sure yeah. so uh, i mean it's an unfortunate but we'll, we'll find out mike said it on 55 he said kenny omega but i don't know we have to wait and see if that's going to be in fruition we don't know yet we do not know if kenny omega will actually go for that belt well, he and, just lost the impact belt to Moose, and Moose is taking it to NXT. So that is if that happens. That heard it here first. Wild predictions. Wild, Wild predictions because Moose will be facing Kenny Omega against all odds on June 12th. So and I heard he's in talks. I know we're going on a tangent here, but I heard he's in talks with NXT. So yeah, let's see yeah, what happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't think that'd be a great idea for him. I think if, if I was Impact. Better fucking take out your wallet, man, and keep him. <laughs> uh, that's what I would do because he's right. your he's your pinnacle for impact for sure. So we'll have to wait and see. But once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you much for tuning in here on the top five for week fifty-five, and we will see you guys next week. This is the host, the devious one, and of course, mother host, the, the director. He directs everything here on Circle Debate, making sure brings you the best quality, the best content for you fans and. We will see you guys next week. Hell yeah. Hell yeah.